0: Good morning, good morning, dear listeners, on this beautiful, uh, sunny Saturday morning, the... um I think it's, yes, it's the 14th of July, so mid-July. My name is Pierre Morrow, and I'll be bringing you this week's program of Asia-Pacific Currents. Giselle's taking a well-deserved break, and thanks to Annie for another very interesting Solidarity Breakfast show, and that, um, I really like that song actually, Simply Irresistible by Bron, so unfortunately I had to cut it out but, um the last uh, minute, but it was very nice. And I do think that uh, any mention about a refugee rally this weekend, I think it's next weekend. I think it's quite a big one, too. But um, the Asia-Pacific Currency is brought to you every week by Australia-Asia Worker Links. And if you want to um, get in touch with us, you can go to our website, all the W's, A-A-W-L.org.au, on our Facebook page, or give us a ring on, uh, on 96637277. And we're on Twitter as well, so we try and cover all the all the possibilities on um, on this program. It will be um, a slightly different program in the sense that um, we've got an extended interview with uh, Lee Young Ju, who was the general secretary of the Korean Federation of Trade Unions, and recently released from jail. So um, um, we'll have an extended interview in, in two parts, but that will probably be coming up, or oh, probably in about five minutes. Um, I'll be splitting into two parts, but I will give a bit more details in a couple of minutes. Um, there were lots of uh, news and events this year, um, this year, this week from uh, the Asia Pacific region. Uh, I'm only really going to um, pick two, which are really the the most important ones that uh, have happened. Um, uh, one is actually quite a um, tragic uh, news again from China, where last Thursday a massive explosion destroyed a factory owned by um, Yubing Hangda Technology in an industrial park several hours southeast of Chengdu, a major city in the southwest of China. Latest reports put the death toll at 19 workers with another dozen hospitalized. The factory made chemicals for the food and pharmaceutical industries and it is thought that some of these chemicals ignited and led to the explosion and fire. Following a spate of similar industrial accidents in the last few years, and especially after the massive chemical warehouse disaster in 2015 in the port city of Tanjin that killed uh, 165 people, the government had stated that it was going to make uh, occupational health and safety a priority. Now, given this latest accident and given that independent trade unions are heavily repressed in China, in China it is obvious that without the direct involvement of workers, impro- improvements to occupational health and safety may only be limited in scope. And our uh, condolences go to the family and friends and fellow workers, to those workers who was killed and injured um, in, um, in the latest explosion uh, nearby Chengdu. Our second um, story relates to another massive industrial accident of a few years ago, where in mid-May of 2014, an explosion and fire at the Soma coal mine in southwestern Turkey killed 301 workers. While deaths in Turkish coal mines are not rare due to substandard occupational and safety standards, the scale of this disaster shocked millions across that country. This week, after a trial lasting more than three years, the court in the western town of Akisa sentenced uh, uh, Chan Gurkan, the former CEO of the Soma mine, to 15 years' jail. In addition, the mine's um, general manager, Ramazan Dogru, received a sentence of more than 22 years, while the mine's operations director, uh, Akin Chelik received 18 and a half years. His deputy Ismail Adali was uh, given uh, 22 and a half years. Um, these sentences obviously won't bring back the workers. And um, while it's it's great to see that uh, there is um, the people responsible for these um, uh, are being punished, the issue about occupational safety is always about prevention. Um, we don't want any more deaths. And certainly since 2014, The workers' movement has struggled hard to improve the occupational health and safety standards of Turkish uh, many mines, but as uh, regular listeners would know, the situation in in Turkey is not the easiest for workers to organise in. So again, um, we hope that these sentences bring some kind of closure to the families and friends and comrades of uh, those hundreds of Turkish miners that um, were killed um, in 2014. Um that's the end of the news roundup. I just said uh, I'll just have a, a couple this week. Um we'll bring more next uh, next uh, week. You're listening to 3CR Radio. No 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 hey, this is Nick from Pinar. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you.
1: We We won't take it anymore!
0: We'll go to our interview today. As I said, it's an extended one in two parts. But just to give you a bit of background, um, Lee Young-joo was the General Secretary of the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions from 2014 to 2017. Ms Lee played a central role in organising the massive demonstrations in late 2015 and, 16, and into 2016 that eventually led to the resignation and impeachment of the then-president Park Joon-hee. Miss Lee was forced to live in self imposed house arrest at the KCTU headquarters in Seoul from December 2015. In order to avoid being arrested by police in connection to these demonstrations, at the end of her three-year term as general secretary in mid-December of 2017, Ms. Lee left the KCtu headquarters and moved to the head office of the ruling Democratic Party in Seoul to start a hunger strike in protest against working time regula- regulations. After ten days, she discontinued the hunger strike due to her deteriorating health, and of course, this is like in midwinter. In, uh, in Korea. While the KCTU staged a rally that day to welcome her back, a bit, very big police contingent moved in to arrest her. Miss Lee, as with her uh, comrade, the KCTU President Han Sung kyun was charged for organising union protests in late 2015 against the then corrupt President Park Yoon-hee. As listeners would remember, uh, Mr Han was released earlier this year in May after serving more than two years in prison. In mid-June, i.e. last month, Miss Lee was also freed after spending almost six months in prison. Now while she is free, she has not been pardoned and has a four-year suspended sentence hanging over her head. Now, we caught up with Ms Lee earlier in the week to discuss the state of the workers' movement in South Korea under the new government of President Moon Jae-in. The interview was conducted through an interpreter and the voice that you hear translating Ms Lee's answers is that of Mikyung Ryu, Ryu, the KCTU International Director. The impeachment of President Park Yoon-hee in December 2016 was the result of massive anti-government protests in which the Korean Union Movement were one of the main sectors. How have these protests changed or affected the Korean Union Movement since then?
1: First of all, I'd like to extend my gratitude for all the workers who continue the international solidarity. And this made me uh, to maintain and stay strong, uh, even under the very uh, difficult situation. And for the impacts and changes, actually the most important impact of the mass mobilization was that independent and democratic trade union could recover uh, the self-confidence. Historically, there have been several times of people's uprising. However, these actions are really brought tangible accomplishment. But by the candlelight movement in which the KCPU took the center, uh, central role, trade union movement recovered the self-confidence for the victory. Especially at local level, many people say uh, without KCTU's contribution, it was not possible to stage the rally every weekend in steady and stable manner. And this is because uh, KCTU has our own uh, regional structure and we have the union official, provincial level or uh, local level. And KCTU's role in and expanding civil and political rights came to be uh, recognized in the society and secondly after the candlelight movement in many workplaces the workers start to establish uh, their own union or they join the movement uh, of independent and democratic trade unions so the candlelight movement contribute to the expansion uh, or strengthen uh, the trade movement itself and Thirdly, it is not positive, but it's a kind of uh, if the candlelight movement gave a strong message or lesson uh, to the trade union movement in Korea. So, uh, even after the candlelight movement, the legislations and institutions which was uh, retrogressively uh, revised uh, under the uh, Geun-hye government and the Myung-bak government was not uh, covered or reinstated. Instead, the new government is Deal in the side of employers or states, right, and they introduce a new types of retrogressive labor reform, or uh, they continue to uh, repression uh, on the trade union movement. So the lesson which the mass mobilization against the Pakune government gave us is we have to achieve our right by our own hands, not uh, it, it will not given. By any uh, government. So Mm -hmm. we have to continue the struggle. This is the message from the mass mobilization against the Pakane government
0: great points there and you've sort of half answered my next question but I will ask it anyway because as you said after these protests many people expected with a new president Moon Jae-in for the situation for workers to improve but obviously as you said the repression has continued and uh, you were arrested as uh, so was the KCTU President Hang Sang-kyun Uh, the repression against labour activists continued. Why do you think this pressure against workers is still so so strong even after the fantastic mobilisation and the success of
1: 2016? Even after the change of government, recently the corruption in judicial body became a very serious problem and serious issue in Korean society. Especially the Supreme Court judges were colluded uh, with the previous government and they just trade off uh, some benefits they want to get from the government uh, while they are dealing uh, with uh, the specific cases. And most of the cases which was traded uh, by the Supreme Court judges at the time uh, is uh, the cases related to the labor relations rights. And uh, I'm from Korean Teachers and Education Workers Union, KTU, and the case of uh, KTU, the certification of the KCTU is one of the cases which was deal with this uh, corrupt Supreme Court judge. So in Korea, it is said that even though the prosecutor and the police and the national security agency uh, and the court was mobilized to, for the massive uh, union busting campaign, uh, which was let, led by the corrupt government. So we can call it as like uh, union busting gate or something like that. So uh, this is the general feature of the trade union rights or fundamental labor rights in Korea. So even though we change uh, the administrative body, the repression on the trade union movement is still going on by other parties which is in power. So all the political parties, including the opposition and ruling party, are uh, under the influence of the uh, big conglomerate table. And progressive political forces is
0: still very
1: weak, so the, all the KCTU members are aware of this situation very well.
0: In May of this year, the government of South Korea passed new legislation to shorten the working week to 52 hours per week. Do you think this new limit will be implemented across the country for all workers, or do you think some workers will still work longer hours and employers will force workers to log, work longer
1: hours. Unfortunately, the revised law will not cover all the workers. Uh, basically, the, Net, the Labor Standard Act uh, is applicable for the uh, workplaces which has more than five employees and in korea around 8% of the whole working population has less than 5 uh, employees so uh, it's from the protection of the labor standard act and even the places with 5 employees or more these uh, revised law uh, will uh, applicable gradually uh, based on the size of the workplaces so for this year, uh, only workers who are uh, only workers who are working uh, in our places with uh, more than 300 employees can be up- covered by uh, this law. And in addition to this, some sectors like hospital and uh, transportation in land, uh, maritime, and air uh, transportation uh, is uh, exempted uh, from uh, this provision on the working hour regulation in the Labor Standard Act. And workplaces uh, with uh, less than 30 employees, they can extend uh, the daily working hour uh, beyond uh, eight hours. And the government and uh, the ruling party uh, is trying to introduce the flexible working hour and they try to uh, extend uh, the duration uh, for the flexible working hour uh, from three months to six months uh, using uh, taking opportunity of uh, introduction of the new working hour regulation
0: certainly the headline seemed um, too good to be true and you've certainly explained that well in terms of the workforce in south korea casualization and precarious work as we have talked before in this program is a major problem for South Korean workers and this week we saw a protest by around 80,000 workers on this issue. How is the campaign for better, regular and more secure jobs going in South Korea?
1: Uh, So the casualization or precarious works is happening both in public sector and private sector. And the new government declared that they will convert all the precarious uh, jobs into regular jobs in uh, public sector first, because the government is the employer of the, the workers in public sector. So uh, the issue and uh, the debating point in the regularization of the precarious jobs in public sector uh, is the amount, the scale, and the way to do it. And in terms of the scale, the first stage of the regularization, only 16.5% of all the target number uh, was uh, converted, and it is only 69,000 uh, workers. And the way uh, to regularization, Uh, actually almost all of the the precarious workers in public sector uh, uh, are hired by the temporary agency. And even after the regularization, they are still indirectly employed by the public uh, institution because the government choose uh, uh, to hire these temporary agency workers uh, by subsidiary the public institution instead of uh, hiring those workers directly. So the problem uh, is still uh, going on. And in addition to this, uh, the government tried to introduce a new uh, uh, wage system. Actually, so far, the precarious workers in public sector uh, paid through uh, the system of uh, wage scale. But the new government uh, has introduced the wage system based on job function, and this will make other precarious workers who were converted into regular employment scheme in other low wage forever. And in private sector the problem is this, uh, very similar and the employers in private sector uh, don't feel much pressure uh, because the regularization in public sector is very slowly implemented. So in private sector as well, the way uh, to regularize of the precarious workers is the same. They also uh, choose the, the hiring of workers into the uh, subsidiary of certain company. For example, the Baked Paris Baguette uh, is a very famous uh, bakery company in Korea. And the workers were organized uh, themselves to demand a regularization. And uh, at the end of the long struggle, the company just agreed to establish a subsidiary to hire these precarious workers. And the SK Telecom is uh, one of the biggest telecommunication companies. And uh, this company uh, has a lot of uh, precarious workers and indirectly employed workers. And they also choose uh, to establish a subsidiary to hire these uh, indirect employed workers. So the regularization is a still a hot issue among uh, the precarious workers in Korea. And uh, they are not satisfied the new government policy. So they may uh, continue the campaign for the better Working conditions and uh, employment stability.
0: This is James Henry here, and you're listening to 3CR 8:55 AM and digital streaming on 3CR.org.au. It's just on 20 past 9 o'clock, and uh, that's right, you're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. You're on 3CR Radio, favorite community radio station, and certainly it's not too late to donate or pay up the money for Radio Thorn. So, that was the first part of the interview, uh, just for people who might have. Um, uh, just kind of in halfway through it, um, we're talking with uh, Lee Young ju who's the general, who, who was the general secretary of the Korean Confederation of, of Trade U- Unions, about the workers' movement in South Korea. And the interview is being conducted through an interpreter, and the voice that you hear is of uh, translating uh, Miss Lee's answers. Is that of Mickey Ryu, the KCtu International Director? It sounds um, very similar to the problems that workers here in Australia have around precarious employment as well, unfortunately. Um, Now to another issue that you you did mention. Uh, Certainly here in Australia, workers' wages are not keeping up with the increasing cost of, of living, and it's a really big issue politically here. Are low wages and not enough wage increases also major problems for workers in South Korea?
1: The minimum wage uh, is a hot issue in Korean society. For this year, the the minimum hourly wage is 7,530 Korean won, which is equivalent uh, to the nine uh, Australian dollar. And for monthly uh, wage, it's just 1900 Australian dollar. The demand for the uh, minimum wage increase uh, of the KCTU uh, was uh, 10,000 Korean won, like 12 uh, Australian dollar uh, from the year 2015. But there's still a long way uh, to go to reach uh, these rates. And around 25% of the whole working population are paid only uh, the level of the minimum wage, and in that sense, the minimum wage is not uh, the issue of more number of low-wage workers, but the issue for the whole uh, workers. And in many cases, uh, the minimum wage uh, is maximum wages uh, for many workers, and the employers uh, pay the uh, calculate uh, their. Wages, like uh, considering the the statutory minimum wage as a basic wage, and on top of this, they add some kind of benefits and uh, bonus. But after uh, the uh, minimum wage increase uh, last year, uh, the ruling party changed uh, the law, uh, especially to way uh, way to calculate uh, the minimum wage. Actually previously uh, only basic wage uh, was uh, calculated in the minimum wage but uh, under the new law they include the uh, bonuses and benefits or allowance uh, especially the allowance for meal and transportation and so on uh, into the minimum wage so if in that situation even though the statutory minimum wage uh, has increased uh, the real uh, wage which is given to the workers the same so the rate uh, of the minimum wage increase along with the, the way of calculation of the minimum wage is a very uh, serious uh, issue in korean society at this moment
0: as a last question With major companies in South Korea being globally integrated uh, across many countries, especially the so-called chaebols, what international links and campaigns with workers in other countries is the Korean Union movement prioritising in order to face up to the power of these global companies?
1: Uh, 그동안, 기간, For a long time, there are many uh, transnational companies which is operating in Korea and the workers who are working in uh, the transnational corporation are facing a lot of difficulties and uh, they received a lot of international uh, solidarity from the, the international trade union confederation and uh, various global union federation as well. And at this moment, the Korean tables uh, and Korean uh, conglomerates became a transnational corporation as well, and uh, they are operating in uh, many countries, having global production network and global supply chain. For example, Hyundai, Samsung, and Kia, they are hiring workers uh, in many places uh, in the world. So, the strengthen uh, the international uh, solidarity among uh, the workers in uh, the, the global supply chain of the uh, TNC is very important task of the trade union movement in Korea. And I can uh, summarize the task of the uh, the unions uh, to face uh, the power of the global uh, corporation. First, we have to understand the structure of the global economy and the way how the global corporations and transnational corporations are working and exploiting the workers in uh, global level. And uh, secondly, we have to fully prepare to fight back against the power of the global corporation Uh, especially uh, in samsung as you might know uh, they are maintaining uh, the non-union management policy as a philosophy of the operating their the company so to uh, tackle the power of these global corporations we have to organize workers uh, in korea first and we have to have a very strong union in samsung entity in korea uh, to deliver the power of uh, the union to uh, the workers in uh, other countries. And the third one is we have to take a strong action. So we have to uh, gather the information and analysis uh, in terms of the violation of the international labor standard or infringement of the workers' rights by the Korean company operating overseas and develop the strategy to take uh, so for the KCTU, we got uh, the global recognition, especially uh, after the candlelight movement. So the, the action uh, of the KCTU should be a global one. So this is uh, the key point of the future of the trade union movements of Korea.
0: Thank you very much. For this um, very good explanation, Lee Young Joo And uh, we wish you all the very best. And thank you, Mikyung, uh, for interpreting. And certainly we will keep up to date um, with the struggle in South Korea. So, kamsahamnida.
1: Um, interview, 함께 할수 있어서 기쁘고요. She said that uh, I'm very happy to join this interview uh, in person uh, outside of the uh, prison. And please extend my uh, gratitude uh, to all the audience of
0: uh, the program. Thank you again, and
1: bye-bye. Thank you so much.
0: And um, you just heard a, an extended interview um, with um, Ms. Young-Joof, who was the General Secretary of the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions, uh, and the um, interpreter there that you heard uh, interpreting or translating her, her answers was Miki Ryu, the KCTU International Director. But that's really uh, – we've really run out of, of time. You've been listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia-Asia Worker My name is Pierre Mora. I'll be back next week. Have a great um, week and stay tuned to 3CR Radio and the next program, which is Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.